Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Round 15 of the AFL season and the, finally the last of the bye rounds are behind us. So we'll get straight into it. Josh, what was your highlight from the weekend? Oh, well, you really can't go past Johannesson, can you? Like, in terms of uh, scripts, if you're coming off a, a long-term injury and decided, nah, fuck that, straight in the AFL, don't worry about the VFL and uh, kick the winning goal, it's not a bad day's work. It's not a bad day coming back. It's shown that the, the hairstyles come back for him too. He's foregone the, the shaved head that he had when he pulled his hammy. Yeah, it was pretty interesting that some of the Bulldogs fans at the game were pretty excited about their new guy. <laughs> it's funny, I know a guy who does caricatures of AFL football players and uh, he won't do Johannesson just because he changes his hairstyle so damn often. Yeah. <laughs> Brenton, what's your highlight from the weekend? Well, for me, I mean, obviously Johannesson was the big story in, in terms of the gameplay, but I thought it was good to see um, Gold Coast put together a good performance, especially coming out of the midfield. Don't know how you could pick that. Now you can see that one coming at all. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, flew me out for my highlights. I think, oh, I thought it was pretty good. No, no, it's, it's a right highlight. Sorry, you're trying to pick that result. Yeah, anybody yeah, exactly. That, I think well, six games on the weekend. I don't think anybody got six. No, oh, you, you were, couldn't you, have. You're kidding yourself. You couldn't have. And just the way they did it as well, because it was almost the the weaknesses that they had was like became the opposite, became their strengths. So yeah, it was good to see them turn it around. Yeah, and Aaron Hall won the clock back to a clock he never had. Yeah, and yeah, even Ablett doing a few things. Um, like Aaron Hall winding it back to the start of the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's not many lads that can be, you know, uh, getting Brownlow votes in the first couple of rounds, then get dropped and yeah. come back and probably get a couple more. Yeah, yeah. He's done well, you poor lad. Um, but what do you think about the bias? Because there's been lots of talk about uh, what, what happens with it. Horse um, shit. Do you do... Well, they've got to have the buy. Uh, yeah. At least two now because that's what the collective bargaining agreement... Look, I can live with the bye. It's the Thursday footy I can't stand. On the bye round. It just yeah. spreads yeah. it it's, And, you know, look, I'm not going to pretend I'm not biased as fuck. But, pretend. Uh, <laughs> when you've got teams who are, haven't been spelled, coming off consecutive six-day breaks, playing an away game against a team that's had a bye, it makes things a little tougher. Well, they've always said that the draw itself is so complex and to try and get everything to match up it becomes you know, increasingly difficult and it takes God knows how many man hours and computing yeah. hours. They run simulations and all this kind but of ser- shit. Seriously, workforce planning always say that. Yeah. Um, 
I think that it's been a little bit unlucky as well because they've tried to spread out the games when you've only got six games for three weeks in a row. I don't understand why they didn't. And there's been some ordinary fucking games um, to boot. So they've had, you know, this week, for example, Thursday night was West Coast versus Essendon. And I don't think mm. anybody was excited to see what would happen here. There's nothing you could learn from the game. Um, no. And then, I forgot it was on. Yeah. That's how Honestly, I was. so did I. Yeah. And I was kind of excited. that Oh, sweet. Footy's on. Oh, shit. Eston. <laughs> and then um, the Adelaide North game was the Thursday night game previous. And that had, like, uh, they were expecting hail. Yeah. Two degrees. And it didn't uh, lend itself to good footy um, by any stretch. So it was a little bit unlucky, but they've put themselves into the place where they have to have these two buys. You know, so you've got one in rounds uh, 13, 14, 15 plus rounds 24, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is how they got away with it, with the AFL-CPA. So the round 24 thing I agree with. I think uh, spelling teams going to the finals, absolutely fine. Um, especially if it avoids teams sort of, you know, uh, list managing in round 23. Well, I mean, are they, well, it's yet to be seen if they still do that. Well, depends. Like, say if you're GWS and Mumford's got a little bit of a niggly ankle, yeah, the hell are you going to rest him? Uh, you probably won't rest 10 players, but you rest two or three. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it, it's it's a tough one because you can understand that you want to have the week off before the finals, but they've got to have something there as well because you seem like you lose a bit of momentum for that round 24 by. So it'd be good to have something else where, I don't know. Like under 18's grand final, I don't know. Yeah, actually, that's not, not the worst. VFL grand final, yeah. I don't they're, know. They're doing the uh, Teddy Witten's Legends game this year in round yeah. 24. Um, that's not enough. Because I think that the the rights have changed now, so um, Channel Seven can put it on. All right. Oh, so for their collective bargaining agreement, was that signed at the start of this year, like for this year? Um, only, I think it was last two, year. Two yeah, I've got a feeling it was last year. Last yeah. year, right? Because um, yeah, you can see the the round twenty four one, but the mid season one it really screws up your super coach. So <laughs> yeah, no, they signed it just after the uh, last media. The rights agreement. Oh, yeah, right, they right. usually align the two. Yeah, they wanted yep. to because they don't want to sign it and then find out they get an extra half a billion dollars in the rights and then go, well, we could have asked for more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. So yeah, I think it's got to be worked a little bit uh, better. But I have zero suggestions here. So good luck with the AFL. I think it was it was a little a tad unlucky as well because there's on paper not the, many of the six games were worth watching. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we we've got such a broken ladder. In that yeah. the, the top eight are so separated from yep. the bottom ten, even though yeah. the top eight is so congested. Yeah, I mean, it's one game in percentage separating first from eighth. Yep. It's not a bad little effort. Um, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. So, we got another Thursday night game this week, but we got nine games instead, so it's going to be yeah. almost back to normal. It makes a big difference having an extra game as well, because uh, the late afternoon Sunday game. Uh, don't know what to do between after lunch and when the game starts. So yeah, exactly, um, I watched VFL this year, this week. Yeah. Ah, oh, your mate Daniel Rioli. Yeah, kicked Danny Rizza kicked it the wrong way. He had a beautiful clearance, just went the wrong fucking direction. Um, set up a beautiful goal for Casey Scorpions. I don't know, at least he wasn't captain. And Kane Johnson did that first kick of the season. <laughs> wrong way. It's a bit Thanks, like um, what's his name for England. Uh, Bowling the first wide, they hit uh, oh, yeah. Freddie Flint off at second slip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I don't think we'll spend long on the first game, West Coast versus Essendon. Essendon kicked four goals in the first uh, quarter and then um, took the rest of the game off. That was good enough. That was more goals than I thought they'd kick anyway. Yeah. I mean, one good quarter, it's a win for Essendon, I think. Uh, even, even Worsfold said they need to do better than that. And I think by better, it means two quarters. Yeah. Well, they were still kind of hopeful about half half uh, time, but 
They yeah. didn't really do anything with it. They had a, a bit of the run of the play they for were, quite a while. They were hopeful on the scoreboard, but they weren't in it. Like, it was shit. Oh, they had moments where they were sort of, you know, controlling the ball well enough, but then there was like one handball too many and then just West Coast make you pay. Yeah. I wonder what the line was for this game. Oh, it was big. It was like 60 or 70. So it looks like they tried their best to get over it uh, in the last half of the last yeah, quarter there. The word came in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is, of course, the reunion they had of the uh, 06 Premiership side um, going around the boundary and stuff like that. Something interesting and controversial, Brent Staker was there. Was he? He was part of that Premiership. Uh, he was at the club at the time, but he wasn't a Premiership player. But uh, I think that's good that they still, you know, the, the guys that essentially got them there go there, even though they didn't get a medal around their neck. Yeah, I actually I actually disagree with the you only get a medal if you're on the field. I think if you're part of the squad and you played, let's say, at least a, a full a game, game. Yeah. Uh, you get the medal because you've contributed to the team getting there. You, you could argue that uh, plenty of players who've played in grand finals didn't contribute and still got a medal. Cam Mooney comes to mind. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm sure that the club does something for them. Like, I think a lot of them do their championship rings and all that kind of shit. Oh, really? So they're probably recognised by the club. At the same time, I, I kind of... I, I see what you mean. And I know that American sports do that. Like, that if yeah. you're on the roster, you okay. get... Jesse Williams, the um, guy from Thursday Island. He got drafted to uh, Philadelphia, I think? No, not Philadelphia. Uh, whoever won the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, was injured the whole season, but still got a ring. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I was going to say, uh, Andrew Gaze got one. And in the finals, he didn't, uh, didn't sit a minute. Um, mm. on the court I think he might have been injured or just didn't bother even suiting up but I, I don't know I like Australian rules is brutal and I yeah. like the brutality of it it was like uh, did you play on the day no nah, well fuck yeah. off yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but everything about Australian rules is brutal you know it is that you know the, the draw you know yeah. come but, back next week let's do it again cunts. but I think there should be some level of allowance like look at it this season just say that um, you know Eddie has a heart attack because Hawthorne wins the flag and Roughhead doesn't get a medal because of you know his health issues. He didn't play a game. Yeah, but um, he was still in the squad. You could you could still argue that he's contributed in some manner. Yeah, I mean, but you go back a couple of years in 2013, like Brendan Whitecross did his knee pre on the prelim final, no medal. Yeah, uh, mm. missed the year before because he did his knee, you know, um, in the finals as well, no medal. I mean, it, it is brutal, but it's. Um, I don't know. I, I just I, I like that everything is so brutal, and the game is a game of extremes. Well, let's go more brutal. Let's give no one medals and say you got a cup. Be fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they used to do too back in the day. Yeah, stop complaining. Yeah. Anyway, um, West Coast kicked away at the end and won to the surprise of no one. Um, again, it's a nothing game for for West Coast too because. Well, they win by eighty. Yeah, and, and it was at home, so they can't even claim a road victory. Yeah, exactly. I mean. It's 80 points, and you go, yeah, well, so you should. I yeah. Mean, could you be disappointed that it wasn't 100? And you can't even really try new things. It's not like the strategy you're going to uh, be challenged, sort of putting, uh, in, implementing against them. That you're gonna several times they kick it forward, and there'd be three eagles there going, oh, do you want it? Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't want it. Yeah, you have it then. But anyway, on to game number two, which is the Tigers and the Power. The Tigers are into it for a little bit. Um, we, had a, we had a sniff early. Um but, yeah, we just couldn't do anything around the centre. Ebert did a good job making sure that Dusty didn't get first use of clearances or yeah. first use of the hit-outs. And they had the dual taggers, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Dusty, uh, uh, by tagged by Ebert. And, and Mitchell on Cochin. Yeah, I, Mitchell on Cochin. I'm going to say Kane Mitchell, but I, I've gone blank all yeah. of a sudden. Both did good jobs. Ebert did a good job 
not only tagging Dusty, it wasn't so much a tag as just annoying him, making sure he wasn't yeah. doing damage around the stoppages. But after that, he was free to get his own possessions and did a good job. It was, there was that one where they were having a punch on with the, uh, was it a ball up or a throw in? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the ball would just go past and like, wow, yeah. you could see he's, Dusty's in two minds. He's like, I really want to have <laughs> yeah. this punch on. <laughs> yeah. But I am getting paid to get that footy. <laughs> yep. And I mean, why wouldn't you want to punch Brady? But really? Oh, he's got a Dusty knows where the car park is. He'll find him. Yeah, that's true. Or, so, yeah. or somebody will. <laughs> I mean, that's where that's where it was really won because Marriage was back for this game as well and did a bloody good job. But, you know, when your Rovers and your followers aren't getting getting the ball, you're tapping down to them, then it's pretty hard to get that first use. And you need to against Porks. Not to start running and start spreading around the clearances. They're really hard to stop. Yeah, pretty much two to one on clearances. Yeah. So, so. And Jay Schultz back as well sort of helped them because we've got, we got Rance, obviously, and not much else down back there so well, you, you, had to, you had to pick a choice between Schultz and uh, the other big fella Dixon I was going to say the matchup between Rance and uh, Dixon was a great one too yeah. was, um, they both had their moments yep um, how many did uh, Dixon end up kicking uh, oh have a look down there we got Dixon has got no. just the one no just the one just the so, one one goal one yeah but uh, again he's becoming that forward that doesn't get a lot of the ball or kick many goals but um, you've always got to be wary of where he is Yeah, and he's busting packs open. I mean yep. but still you want him to be kicking more goals than he has, than he exactly. has this year but, yeah. and um, especially where they, they really need someone to stand up when Schultz was out and he presented well and when they're you know, coming forwards like Wingard and that when they were having off days and a few injuries as well that really hurt them because he needs, needs to be taking masks converting or putting it down to the on-ballers who can, who can do the damage but they pulled it together for this match, and yeah, they just played too good. Too much pressure. Yeah. Brandon Ellis, 34 disposals, 10 marks. That's a bloody good day out. Yeah, he's actually been effective a bit more often than he used to be. Cause yeah. He used to get 40 and do fuck all with it. Yeah. yeah. He, has, he has come up in the last few games, I think. Like, yeah, he uh, he's had a above average for him season, yeah, but he, he stepped it up to useful. He's yeah. had his best season. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Kicking on his left foot too, so thank God for that. Well, fuck he's, me. He's learnt. Yep. Um, and I think uh, Rewalt's also had a great year. Um, yeah. He hasn't had the big bags. Like he hasn't kicked a bag of 10 or anything silly yeah. like that. But he chips in for his couple every week. But geez, he works hard. Yeah. Um, there was, I think there was some talk even earlier on that, you know, oh, he's got to get up more and, and show more and present more. I thought, he's done all right. He's, mm-hmm. uh, with limited opportunities and having to play up the ground more. I mean, he's really but, had a good year. The thing he's is, when, when, he, when he was kicking bags and, you know, putting his hand up for the Coleman, we were going shit as a team. So mm-hmm. we're better off when he's up the ground and doing these things. Well, I think too, now they're starting to play like a forward line. Instead of everyone leading for the ball, they're like, all right, you lead here, I'll lead here. We'll get the fuck out of each other's way. Yeah, they've got more than one option. Um, mm. And they've got a small forward option uh, for a change in uh, Lloyd. Yeah. Who's yeah. Uh, turned into a real little Stevie J. Been a handy little bastard. No, Short too. Good little pick Jaden Short's been uh, quite handy around there as well. Short has done good. Um, also, Impey for Port Adelaide has been the standout as well. Been just doing enough to um, work his way around the packs and pick up loose balls. Got a bit of pace on him as well. Uh, he was very effective uh, putting the ball inside 50. He's had a good year, actually. He's mm. come back. He's had a couple of good games in a row. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that I remember. Also, Carl Amon has been. Uh, I think he's a rookie this year. He's been a good pickup for Port. Been just slowly progressing nicely, and uh, he'll be one that will just slot into that team good and just round out some of the holes that they've they've got there in the back line. Well, he's been there for a few years now, so he's uh, if he's on the rookie list, um, he must be. Uh, on his last chance there. So you've got to take every opportunity you've got. Yeah. It could just be his first run in the, in the A's. Well, the media's beginning stuck into Richmond too, saying they have to do a cull. I don't think they need to be as harsh as 
Uh, they're saying. Yeah, I think I think the media uh, have been a bit wary about being harsh on Richmond after the, the <laughs> chopstick incident, and maybe they had a few taps on the shoulders or something. I don't know, but yeah, they've been a bit. I mean, to be honest, we deserve it, but I thought they they haven't they've been a bit soft on us. Well, I think too. You got to look at all right. If you're going to have a cull, who are you going to replace them with? Like exactly you right, can't yeah. you can't replace ten players with ten rookies because we can't get ten rookies that easily. Yeah. And if you did, they'd be shit. But you look at a guy like Ty Pickery. All right, you decide, fuck it, we'll trade him off. Who are you going to get in return? Trav Cloak, maybe? I don't know, hopefully a good like, trainer or something. You're going <laughs> to... Just a coach. <laughs> just a big Mac. Yeah. But, I mean, you're going to trade a bloke who has potential for another bloke who has potential but isn't performing. Like, the big forwards just either have potential and aren't performing or are too good to trade. Yeah. I, I think players like Martin Rewalt and um, Cochin are too good to just say, you know what, we're fucked. And, and do a total knockdown. I rebuild. totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, throw Delidio in there as well. Um, rants. You can't throw those five um, out and say, you know what, we've missed this generation and yeah. hope that you get another five just like it. Yeah. It's not going to mm. happen. Mm. Um, you, we, you're not that lucky. Well, the rarest thing in AFL football has to be the useful backman. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and Rants is, well, probably with very few peers. Best in, in class at the minute. Well, you'd have to say so. Like, he's... He's already got his name on the All-Australian Trophy. Like, uh, that's a, as sure a bet as you're going to get in AFL. Well, they've already got his measurements for the jacket, so yeah. that's yeah. handy. Um, but I can't see why they would not think they're in a good chance of uh, making deep finals runs. Probably this year you'd probably have to, you know, maybe put a line no on that. No chance this year, yep. Yeah, mathematically possible if anyone can do the math, but uh, highly unlikely. But... Um, like you said, you've got uh, guys like Deledio towards the end of his career, but doing well. Ellis has popped up in the last year. Martin Revolt is still going strong. And even you know, some guys like um, your uh, Basha Hooli have games where you think, geez, they've got something about him. I mean, they have games where they do spud shit too. I but think uh, he's yeah. still a month away, Basha. Did he break his wrist? Mm. Uh, I can't remember what he did, yeah, actually. I think so. I remember. Um, but uh, on the other side of the, the fence on this one with Port, uh, I think they're the only team that have got a chance at. Um, Busting into the eight because uh, it is. I think they're two games in percentage behind, mm. but with a lot of their hard games to come are all at home, or the most of them are at home. So they, they've got a chance now. If they get a run on, mm. they can make a, a Richmond esque uh, run towards the final. So they'll need a, a lot to go their way. Yeah. Well, it's not just who goes in though; it's who goes out. Like, yeah, at exactly. the moment, West Coast are the most vulnerable because they've got the least wins in the eight. I was going to say, but they're only one game behind everyone else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's just, you've got 10 wins from 2nd to 7th. Yeah. And look, I think uh, actually North play West Coast next, so it could very well be top 8 all has you know, the same amount of wins, or it could not be, you never know. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, they're, they're hitting their straps at the right time. So yeah. there's still, if anybody's going to break into the 8, it's going to be Port Adelaide. Yep. Um, on to the next one, which is Gold Coast Suns and Saints, like we uh, flagged at the top. Uh, horrible day goal kicking for Saints but Gold Coast couldn't do any better if they tried and I think everything worked for them even Nick Malcheski was getting 30 touches yeah. that hasn't yeah. happened in a Suns Guernsey before and it looked no. like they tried which was a really yeah. good turnaround so but look I mean like we were saying before we need a strong northern comp if they're going to have this expansion plans whatever they're planning on doing with the international uh, well, if they're going to not become just money sinks yeah exactly so they are at the minute so it was good to see him turn it all around. And they're still um, harboring lots of injuries as well. Like, we're still worrying about what Amira's going to do, um, if he's even going to stay there or when he's going to get healthy as Amira. Uh, I think he played his first game back 
in the resis, oh, right. or it might have been even in the Nefal reserves. Yeah, you know, one step down, but uh, got through it unscathed. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be another big in if they can get him fit. And I mean, you look at the squad; you can work with it. You know what I mean? It's not. It doesn't. It's not as dire as what their results is showing. Does it's it make a, sense? It's always been their best twenty-two is okay. Yeah, it's a good twenty-two. Um, it's just there's not much beyond that. Yeah, and that's they, exactly right. They need them all firing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It'll hurt them when you get guys like Saad, Kolajasny leave at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> now that Pauline Hansen's in, they've got to get the fuck out of Queensland. <laughs> yeah, it's a good chance. Good chance. Um, Archie might have to make a move too. Took Miller. Trouble, buddy. <laughs> Um, but what about Malcheski? Um, it's the first time he's looked been useful, um, good in a, a Gold Coast Guernsey. Yeah, well, like like I said before, a useful backman's a rarity, and Malcheski has only just now come back to the useful category in a single game since yeah. putting on the Gold Coast Guernsey. He's probably had uh, one okay game and one good game, and this is his good game. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, with when you've got him and Stevie May, that could be like a really good uh, pairing that you'd set up a back line around. I mean, if Heath Shaw could go to GWS and do what he's done, surely two of them could do the Heath Shaw role there. And May's not afraid to lay bastards out, That's which what you, is what you exactly, want back Yeah, yeah. Whereas Machado's getting a bit more slick and pick up loose balls. He's a good deliverer of the ball, usually. Um, whereas mm. Stevie May can put that bit of fear amongst the forward line. So, but What is amazing, the other big thing for Gold Coast on this one, besides uh, the, the back lines um, working well, is they've kicked uh, 20 goals and scored 130 points, and big Tommy Lynch has only kicked one. One four. So yeah. they've, uh, well, not 20 goals, sorry, only 15 goals. Um, they've uh, managed to put some real scoreboard pressure on um, without uh, the big fella doing what he usually does. Um, so between Tom Lynch and Nick Rewalt, one goal nine on the day. Yeah, the worst thing was the commentators had to figure out who everyone else in the team was. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're a Saints supporter for a sec. How fucking frustrated are you this year? Yeah, like, I mean, you beat Geelong last week. And did it well. Like, didn't get lucky. They just uh, played hard. Yeah, God, a duck, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and then this match, you're just like, where was that? Then, yeah. yeah, getting a comfortable belting from, uh, from Gold Coast. And, and never looked at Never yeah. looked at anything else. These things that were, they would have wanted to have smoothed out for this season because yeah. it was one mm. of the things that plagued them last season. So, you know, a bit disappointing for the Saints to have an off game. Usually they've had an off quarter, which is an improvement. So this one, yeah, pegged them back a bit after putting a huge, huge effort against Geelong. You're right. They're, they're never in it. They're never mm. never going to win. Despite winning the hitouts quite uh, quite handily, really. 32-19. to 19. And showing good tackle pressure, forty-five to thirty-nine. Yeah, well, Hickey was still rocking the game. Wasn't he? He's he's had a pretty good year. He's been flying on he the radio, has. I think. Yeah. And it's only because Maxi Gorner, I think, has taken a lot of the pressure off him, just from media, and he's been the sort of love child in the ruck for this year. Someone he's down to have a beer and a pizza with, apparently. So yeah, that's that's, that's not surprising that um, they're getting first use of the ball from the hitouts, but it's surprising that they're not making taking advantage of it. Well, he Hickey came from Gold Coast as well, I think. So maybe mm. he's used to oh, yeah. uh, Tom Nichols. Um, yeah. They would have done a lot of their development together. Well, Nichols uh, has been maybe. handy too. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, um, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, you got to say Hickey had the had the day um, for him. Uh, the other big big problem for St Kilda is uh, the the big fella up forward who's uh, got knocked out again. Yeah, the old Paddy McCartan. Yeah, so that's his third can concussion for the year he's going to miss Jesus. minimum one and more likely two to three but do you go you know what lad we need you for 10 years yeah, yeah. I, I think pack him up let's pack him up let's let's hit the weights through him this summer uh starting yeah. in the winter 
like Sunshine, take up badminton for a few months, um, have a bit of a crack at that, but no contact for at least until, well, Mad Monday, because that shit just is going to happen anyway. But uh, put him on ice, let him come good, because they're not playing finals. No, they're not. Um, what are they really competing for? Yeah, and look, and, oh shit, we moved down a spot, we get a better draft pick, fuck. And I mean, they've got, you know, key forwards um, for the minute. I mean, they do mm. need time yeah. to Paddy McCartan, but they also, they need him for 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Not for round 15 onwards. And they've got enough injuries there as well. So, you you know, why take that risk when you're not going to get much uh, advantage from it in the near future? Um, it's, a, it's a shame that uh, Mav was so inaccurate. Well, I mean, all of St. Kilda were inaccurate. Yeah, oh, shit. But, uh, he's had a great couple of weeks being that um, third key forward or, you know, the he third has, tall yeah. forward. Yeah. Uh, really made himself um, vital um, in the, in those wins. Um, and this one, you know, he's kicked one goal four. Uh, Rewalt's had naught five, so he nearly got a goal's worth. Um, <laughs> you know, worked hard for that. You see, uh, see the photo of Rewalt's knee after the game. Yeah, that he drained Holy out. shit balls. He, it was like seven syringes worth. Yeah. They're varying sizes, but yeah. Um, he's already signed on for next year, but when you see stuff like that, you're like, mate, you know? Yeah. Like, he, holy I think shit. He's got kids. Yeah. Let's, let's worry about playing with them. The thing is, too, he did it himself. So this has happened so often yeah. that he's comfortable enough to, oh, don't worry about it. Doc, I'll just uh, I'll drain this shit. I've got all the syringes and shit in the car. Once, we'll you've done, it out. once you've done it a few times, I guess you get used to it. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean... It's around. not cauliflower ear. Just go down Grey Street, pick a few up down the laneways there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, a very surprising win for Gold Coast Suns. They'll probably pack it in for the rest of the year now. Oh, they'll be pretty content. On to clearly the game of the round. Um, the Sydney Swans and the Bulldogs. Had everything. It, yeah, it like we uh, said at the top, you got uh, JJ kicking his uh, goal three seconds before the siren, but um, should have been dead and buried, uh, the Bulldogs. The, the Swans, you can say, let this one slip. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it wasn't from lack of trying on Buddy's behalf. He <laughs> definitely put up, a, put his hand up and had a blinder. Nine scoring shots is not a bad effort. Yeah, and um, just uh, against the top quality uh, defence with Eastern Wood there as well, who can really... Uh, choke up the supply of the ball coming in but being um, at the SCG probably a bit shorter from end to end so uh, it was a good effort uh, good game to watch pretty disappointed Bontepelli didn't go for the hero shot from about 60 out of the end there but Jeez, I can't believe they found a man yeah I know right? 33,000 at the SCG which is a pretty good crowd for Sydney and they, not, not a single one of them should leave disappointed having seen that spectacle even though they lost yeah. it's still a brilliant game of football oh it was excellent to watch um, but yeah, it was surprising leave Johannesson free like that inside the 50 meter line. It was a beautiful camera work actually because you yeah. see him. He, he was standing mm. basically next to Bontepelli. Yep. Like, I'm going to just go over there, mate, and uh, you kick it at me and I'll kick the winning goal. No worries, mate. Mind <laughs> yeah. the hammy. Yeah. All right. No worries. <laughs> I think they call what that move it? the boomer Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing that uh, the much vaunted uh, midfield of the Swans were beaten um, yeah. In, yeah. in the clearances. Um, Big Will Minson, was that his first game for the year as well? So it's not like there's a dominant Ruckman on the Bulldogs' side of things. Mm, yeah. Um, but uh, they were able to control it there. Um, I don't know. I think that even though they only had, what, 13-5 they've kicked? So had 18 scoring shots, which is, you know, Buddy had half of that amount. Yeah. So limited supply, but they've still managed to get away because their shots on goal were quality. Yeah. Mm. And they just didn't give up. They're always grinding away, always, you know, not far from the ball, putting lots of pressure on. Um Tommy Torres third quarter was amazing. amazing. I know, right? It was incredible. I mean we we talk about the Sydney midfield because they deserve it. They're brilliant, brilliant players. But geez, the dogs midfield, not far behind him at all. Just yeah, yeah. and a little bit younger. 
um, in and most of the hungry places. as fuck. Like talking about Libertore, his old man loved to tackle. Yeah. Little Tom, I, I think he lives for the shit. Yeah, Tom hates sideburns, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you see that shit? I mean, he's half Russian or whatever, but the serious fear of sideburns going on in that Bulldogs team. <laughs> well, you just have Johansson's haircut. He yeah, hated exactly. sideburns so much, he's gone the whole way around. Yeah, well, now he's got that fade going too, so not a scary of sideburns there. <laughs> the old kid and play. <laughs> the kid can play yeah. and the kid and play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it is amazing that this is why this year is so tight because Swans, who we thought you know would be top two easy, yep. are now dropping games at home, which we wouldn't thought they they did. Um, but let's look. Well, they had four losses, and two of them have been by a goal in the last ten seconds of the game. So yeah. does this make Bulldogs Premiership favourites now? Why not? Yep. I don't know who they play next well, week, but we'll find every out. single week, whoever is Premiership favourite this year has lost. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure with the Swans, once again, Dimmer being the genius has figured out how to beat them. He's, they're most vulnerable in the last minute of the game. That's, That's it. That's what you do. You've got to give them in the last <laughs> 10 seconds. Yeah, last minute, get a kick. Um, yeah, it was an exciting game. It was um, good to see that the Bulldogs have got um, some big, uh, something big to cheer about. Yeah, tell you what, Dane Rampey didn't mind getting first dibs on uh, some oh, of the staff. I can say old uh, Rose, the goalkeeper, <laughs> yeah. the goalkeeper, the goal umpire. Yep. He's caressed her well. He's done well, hasn't he? That was some good caressing. Very good caressing. What I loved was uh, afterwards, you could see, uh, you know, she signaled the, I think, no, actually, the ball went back to the middle, wasn't it? Because it was a free kick. Yeah. And she's just standing there going, they're going to show me on on the screen, aren't they? Yeah. She, she looks up to the left like, yep, I'm on the big screen. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, well. My boyfriend will smash you. <laughs> <laughs> it's when she signaled behind that he got concerned. But, uh, yeah. It, uh, well, brilliant match. I think that's pretty much the underline of the whole game. In direct contrast, Carlton versus Collingwood. What a shit game. <laughs> this was, yeah, this was ugly. And I mean, if you're a Collingwood or a Carlton fan, probably been good to watch because it's close and um, you're probably used to these two shit games. So. Well, clearly, the focus was on uh, Jack Silvani. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was a great tribute that he ran out in the long sleeve too. God yeah. damn, he awesome. Yeah. And even some of his movements looked like his old man. Honestly, they did. Like, holy shit. Like, some of uh, his, like parrying around the uh, defender, uh, attackers. I mean, we kind of have to say that because you don't know how good Joe Bailey was uh, running around the football field. She could, uh, uh, I saw it on Sale of the Century a few times, the way she pressed, the, you know, turned the, the blocks over <laughs> and the... The fame game. Well, I don't yeah. know. It's been that long since Sale of the Century was on TV. I've forgotten what they've called that. Uh, no, the pick bo- a face or yeah, whose face, something, head. I don't know. Yeah, it was. You know, Hall, Wall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah, let's go with that. Yep. It probably was. Yeah, all this time I was thinking of Wheel of Fortune. I was thinking the letters. <laughs> uh, I'll take the home viewer, thanks. That's the only other thing I can remember. Yeah, that's right. Dun, 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 dun. Um, it, it was a lot of focus on a lad that went pick 50 and didn't... Um, uh, didn't kick a goal, but you know, what? Yeah. it's his first on, game. On that though, misses one he should have got and handballs off about probably ten meters out. Uh, he kicked it off to um, to Bryce Gibbs. Who? Why? Yeah, I don't know. You they... can see the the whole fam. They had the camera on the whole match, but the, the, everyone's just gone. What the fuck has he done that for? And he went to his old man, who he was disappointed as a coach. I think more than anyway. <laughs> yeah. Come on, lad. You know, kick a goal. But yeah, I don't know if passing from the top of the goal square is really like. Where's the advantage? I, I don't get and it. And I think Gibbs missed that one, actually. He did, too. Yeah. Um, which is uh, another wasted opportunity. For I mean, so Gibbs is blaming Silvani now. If there's ever a player who doesn't really have to ingratiate himself to a new club, <laughs> it's probably going to be a Silvani at Carlton. <laughs> oh, geez. Imagine if uh, someone floated the trade. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're now a bomber, son. <laughs> um, 
big Trav Cloaks ended up goalless again. I think the only positive for him is that so is Mason Cox. Mason Cox had a very quiet night. Yeah. Which is amazing for both of them because it wasn't that wet. I mean, there was no rain no, during the game. Yeah. It looked like it was great conditions. It was cold as shit. But yep. um, when you, your big lads aren't uh, getting much supply. I think the other positive was Casbolt at the other end. He was just a shit. Again. Yeah. Going back to the bad old days. And it, it, it's so frustrating because he, he is the best contested mark in the comp, but he is also the very worst kick. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Second worst kick in the comp. We, we still, Butcher's still there and Cloak's third, I think. Oh, oh yeah. It's a, it's a top three. But I think it's a clear top three there. Yeah, it, it's a week to week on who's winning that championship. Yeah. Um, but geez, a hard game to watch. I mean, I'm glad that Penelope played well. You know, um, yep. uh, Trelaw's been dominating. He's probably going to win the best and fairest. Ooh. But uh, Pendle's wound back the clock a little bit. But it's just a, such a hard game to watch again. Yeah, and these hard games, the ones, shit games like this, the only thing I get out of it is seeing how the young talent does. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty much had, who was it, Darcy Moore? Yeah, he kicked a couple. Yeah. Took some nice marks, actually, Good early marks. on. Mm. Good marks, yeah, presented well. So he's been a bit of a standout. It's and a, Carlton, yeah, good luck. Yeah, first time I've seen Aish actually get more kicks, uh, useful kicks than handballs. Uh, but still, I don't think he's done much. No, it's uh, still a work in progress for him. I think um, he's—I uh, don't think he's played every game this this year. No, no he's been dropped a couple of times. Dropped and injured as well. Um, yeah, it's just a shit game. Um, but uh, if Collingwood gets up that might be enough to save Buckley for another week yeah it's a shame someone had to win yeah I, I can't believe that 57 is a winning score yeah <laughs> um, anyway on to the, the final game so the only Sunday game was uh, Melbourne via Adelaide uh, Melbourne gave them a good old scare but I think the class of Adelaide came through yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm calling them premiership favourites oh it's been cool Going close, trying to trying to get in with our South Australian listeners. I think no, I you're really just trying do. to get the heat off Hawthorne aren't you uh, Hawthorne won't I don't think Hawthorne will win a final this year um, well, yeah. I'm calling them premiership favourites, and they've got Port Adelaide Oval, so they're cactus there. Um, so the Crows really are, I think, the sleeping giant in the AF, in the uh, top eight. Um, no pun intended on the Gold, on the GWS, um, but they're strong on every line. Exactly so. Um, Sloan stepped up this year in the absence of Dangerfield. You've got like, they've, they've got the superstar factor. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Eddie Betts, Taylor Walker, Josh Jenkins. Any three of those could kick the winning goal. And then you throw in, you know, Charlie Cameron. He, he's an X-factor too. He can do some freaky shit. He can do some or, dumb shit. Or Tom but, Lynch. Tom Lynch has yeah. got a 10-goal yeah. haul on, in his CV. Um, Rory t- times two. Either of those two can do amazing shit. I've heard Danny Vitalia can as well. <laughs> Did his brother tell you yeah, that? Or? Someone. My name's Horse. I've got yeah. insider. Um, so they've still got some upside um, for them. They can still improve from here. But they've got... You know, a strong key defender. They've got strong key forwards. I mean, and Tex Walker hasn't taken a game by the scruff of the neck yet. Yeah. Um, because he's, he's working through some injuries and stuff like that. Um, they've got strong ruck. Uh, they've got great midfielders. Um, I think that their injury list at the minute is pretty good. They're just in the best spot. Mm. And their hard draw is behind them. So they've got yep. a nice run home. You mentioned Tex. At the moment, I would say he's one of the best captains going around because he brings so many other players in and he leads the team. He's not afraid to say, all right, we need someone to kick the ball to the forward line, I'll run up and get it. Yeah, sometimes he could lay off the Twitter a bit, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I, I think he should uh, maybe monitor his social media usage a little bit better. But, you know, I, I don't think he's going to apologise 
too much. He he just does what he wants to do. Just does what he wants to do. There was some talk, oh, I don't know, a couple of months ago that he wasn't his output wasn't big enough. Um, but especially when we got to watch him live once or twice, you go, no, nah, he's doing a lot. You just yeah. don't see. Yeah, yeah. And um, like we mentioned before in the Richmond game, making the space. So if you're the forward, if you you got two forwards like uh, Josh Jenkins and Taylor Walker both leading to the same direction, it's dumb. They yeah. get in each other's way, and then Eddie Betts is like, "What the fuck are you guys doing here?" But if he's running in the opposite direction, opens the field up. Well, everyone's noticed how Josh Jenkins has become the goal square master. He's kicked that many goals for, by running over the back. The reason he's able to do that is because mm. the two blokes are going after Walker. Yeah. He attracts mm. so much a, a defender's attention that um, old Jenkins sneaks out the back and away he goes. That's why we uh, mentioned before that we don't know where the Joe the Goose um, name for the goal over the top came from. So we've got to change it to the Josh Jenkins because we know where that one came from. Yeah, That's what it is now. Easy goal from the goal square, it's the, the old Jenkins. I'm Jenkins. strangely not a fan of Josh the Goose. Yeah, yeah, but I like the Jenkins. This reminds me of, of <laughs> Leroy um, Jenkins. No, it reminds oh. me of, of Eddie Murphy. One time he was on, not even Letterman or something, he, he does an impression of Charlie Murphy. And he said that they used to have a babysitter called Miss Jenkins, and she was right. she was a cunt. <laughs> and so Charlie uh, Eddie does a perfect impression of Charlie. He's like, if I ever saw Miss Jenkins, I punch that bitch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the crows are absolutely storming home. Um, Melbourne, though, I mean, their midfielders uh, stood up. I thought for the for the game. Yeah. Um, had had a good run for, of it. Eight goals in the second quarter. Mm. And they kept on coming back. Needed to spread it out a little bit more over the full four quarters. Yeah, for me, Viney was the the real yeah. barometer. He 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 didn't impact the first half as much as I thought he could. He but in the second day. half, he sort of got got into it a little bit more. I thought he did excellent work on the centre-half back line, uh, especially around stoppages, uh, sort of setting them up. And his ability to keep his feet and his centre of gravity is awesome. Mm. Yeah. His thighs are fucking massive, so you'd want to be able to do that. But... Yeah, I thought he did well off the half-back line. They had a young fella. Uh, fuck, who was it? Uh, the blonde curly hair. McDonald? Oscar? Yeah, sure. He'll do. Um, a young, young guy who really took the game on. Um, yeah, it wasn't Chris Dawes. Yeah, no, that's what they were sure. He got caught holding the ball a couple of times and uh, made a couple of mistakes, but it was good to see someone that wasn't afraid or intimidated and, and really took the play on. So it, mm-hmm. he's one to look out for. It so it's not so bad for the young guys when we say before, Hunt. when they, you know, Make mistakes, but they're making attacking yeah. mistakes. Yeah, rather than confident mistakes, hesitating. Yeah. And, well, and in that situation, out. he's picking up. He's getting his own ball, and he's parried around one player and gone to give someone the don't argue. And the person's going to give the don't argue. He's just got a hand on his jumper and, and him holding the ball. Yeah. But you like him to do that as opposed to giving a short handball that puts his man under pressure and then oh, they've got to yes. figure it out. Uh, puts the whole team under pressure. So yeah, um, good things come out of it for Melbourne was that they didn't give up. They gave a couple of efforts. Uh, ebb and flow which was good and a couple of young guys that stood up and the ones that you rely on for Melbourne to always put in performance did yeah Sam Frost was handy too I thought for a young lad I th- I'm not sure if this is his uh, first game or his no, first couple he's played a couple I think it's his first proper season yeah um, he's a big lad but uh, moves pretty well um, had a nice little spread of goal kickers as well Jack Watts kicked some nice goals um, yeah threatening up forward a couple of good marks too he found space well and of course, Jeffy Garlitz um, popped up for the four goals. Yep. So uh, he, he's won the shootout with uh, Eddie Betts. But it's not a bad effort when you've got uh, Garlitz at one end and Betts at the other. Two former Carlton forwards combining, <laughs> yep. for, combining for seven goals for the day, which is more than Carlton kicked the night before. Oh, poor bastards. Um, Maxi Gorn taking the chocolates against Jacobs. Yeah, I think yep. he's the Australian Ruckman. Oh, we sign it off. Head and shoulders. Um, 
Everyone else is playing for a spot on the bench. Yeah, there'll be 22 teams throwing contracts at him, and I, I think there'll be a couple of NBA teams in there as well. I'm going to say, maybe some of the women's league, just uh, you know, trying to get a, a leg up there. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd see Max Gorn get a starring role in Wolf Creek 2. Oh, fit right in. He'd fit, wouldn't he? See him with a shotgun along the old highway. In a pair of overalls. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen <laughs> the TV <laughs> series yet. It's supposed to be good. Yeah. Tell Max Gorn to get on it. <laughs> um, do you think that Rory Sloan's got a serious Brownlow chance? Yes. With Adelaide winning so many games, I think he, he might be up there. Yeah, but... He's a, think, a roughie. I think he he legitimately has a claim to it, but there's been so many star standouts in individual games yeah. that mm. his consistency might not be there just because one person keeps on doing something awesome in the game, like Jenkins kicking 10 goals or something. Yep. It's not usually going to be someone who's taken votes away from Sloan, but these it's, little ones pop up and you're like, fuck, how do you deny that? Well, you just need to average a, a, a vote a match and you're in a good spot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, that'll do it for the last of the buy rounds. Um, I'm, for one, I'm glad to get back to nine games a week, even though we're spreading them out yeah, over because yeah, four days off, this week. Fuck off Thursday, that'd be much better for me. Yeah. Well, let's start with Thursday then. Uh, Port Adelaide <laughs> hosting Hawthorne, and I think Port have won three of the last four um, against the Hawks. Oh, Port at home. Uh, Hawthorne are uh, favourites for the Premiership. Port at home. You see, it's the least convincing Hawthorne first on the ladder I've ever seen I think it's a bit feels a bit like Fremantle last year <laughs> Doing kind of, a bit of a Bradbury of, kind of feels like North Melbourne a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah except all the Hawthorne people I know are like oh, how did this happen how did we get there um, we just haven't lost to bottom 10 sides like Geelong has yeah or Sydney um, it's so, With so a little bit of luck thrown in um, but Port Adelaide at home they're, they're just getting that head of steam up and Teams coming off the bye, I think, have lost more of often than the teams not coming off the bye. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be uphill battle. Um, if I were not a Hawthorne supporter, I'd be tipping Port. See, no, I'm on Port, and uh, best of all, I think there's going to be a lot of fucking belting. So there'll be a few suspensions coming out of this, and North play Port next week. See, <laughs> so even better. I think the Hawks will win via an accumulation of veteran moves. I think they've got, they've got not that, 15, not the 15. age and the, they'll just put some bodies out there. They'll find a way well, to get their way over the line. Be Hodges' second game back as well. So there uh, you go. Just uh, slot in just nicely. There's plenty of time to think about this game plan. Clearly match Take of the it. round is Friday night. Geelong hosting the Swans down, oh, at, yes. to, down at Geelong. Um, it's almost a shame that you couldn't put 60,000 at the G for this one. Yep. But uh, geez, what, what, a, what a game. Geelong coming yeah. off the bye and a loss to Saints. Whereas Sydney coming off a home loss um, to the Bulldogs, so both teams need to win. It's yeah, a mm, it's a top four much. top four spot for the winner, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just just when both these teams start getting a bit of confidence, they will drop one and they the, should no drop, sense. and it really puts a, a spanner in the works. Just gives that doubt in amongst the team. I mean, who's got the better midfield? I mean, we have to watch the game to find out. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think that uh, Dangerfield's the best midfielder out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and then you probably put. Uh, on form a couple of the swans before Selwood yeah yeah. Um, but yeah on the whole Guthrie that steps up too and plays a little bit of midfield yeah he's had a good couple of games I think that um, at their best the midfield of Geelong is better but the mean or the average of the midfielders at swans is so much higher yeah Yeah. so it just matters who gets the ball more yeah or do they send a tagger I, th- I think you've got to. You send... I think you do. Well, when the Swans played Hawthorne, they sent Mitchell to Mitchell. So I wonder if they'll send Mitchell to Dangerfield because they're two very different players. 
Um, Dangerfield's yeah. got a lot more explosive pace than, yeah. than Sam Mitchell does. And I'll say Dangerfield's harder to tackle too. He's a, a lot uh, bulkier. He's a, taller. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's a power. Dangerfield's power is massively underrated. Well, the difference between um, Paddy Dangerfield and Sam Mitchell is Sam Mitchell will move sideways to dodge you. Paddy will just put a hand in your chest and go, fuck yeah, off. And put the burners mm. on. And so that's what Tom Mitchell's going to have to think about. Yes, that's why I got Poplo on him. <laughs> so who, who wins? Geelong Swans. Oh, look, I, I really... I would never bet the house on this, but uh, I'm going Cats. Yeah, I think Cats down at Skilled Stadium. I don't have enough reasons not to pick them. That's yeah. all I can, all yeah. I can go on. I, th- I also think Sydney will p- play uh, Skilled Stadium like the SCG, yeah. but it's slightly... It's narrower, isn't it? Uh, I think it's narrower on the wings, but more bulbous at the ends, if you get what I mean. Right. It's more right. tubular. Yeah. I can never tell because the camera angle is different there. Yeah. So the wings look fatter, but it's only because you're a bit lower. You get good camera angles there, actually. Yeah. God, I can't believe that one of these sides is going to lose two in a row. I wouldn't have thought that would happen. Um, no. I'm, I'm going Geelong because it's in Geelong. What a fucking season. Yeah. Mm. It's fantastic. Um, GWS Giants at home to Collingwood. They'll pump them. So this is match of the round for me. Um, because you get to see Collingwood get pumped? Yeah, they're going to get fucking tiny. It will it will not be close. And I know this is a season where you can't say that easily. But everywhere Collingwood is weak, GWS are strong. Yeah. Uh, Mumford is just going to leap all over every bastard. They might even have to throw Cox in the middle and uh, maybe see if he survives. Well, that could be that could be cruel. <laughs> Throwing yeah. Cox on Mumford. Yeah. Jeez. That'll be a lesson. Um, yeah, no different there, Ben? No, nah, got nah. Giants all the way. Uh, the Q Clash, Gold Coast versus Brisbane. Let's hope that they put up a, a good show again. Yeah. Um, the worst thing would be if this ended up like Carlton Collingwood last week. Mm. It was just a shit show. Yeah. Hopefully two evenly matched sides put on um, Look, a display. All I want is that they care. Yeah. I want whoever loses to hurt. Yeah. And whoever wins, I want them to see that as an achievement rather than just, oh, yeah, we won. Yeah. Oh, we fucking lost. Fuck that. I want those guys pissed off they lost, and whichever I mean, team it is. And I mean, they've... They've been showing flashes of performance in the last few weeks. Brisbane, who they playing in Sydney? They had a stretcher gate. Stretching, yeah. yeah, that's right. Had a good first half, I think it was. So they're both showing their potential. If they can pull it together, I mean, you just don't want either of them to go too far backwards from a loss out of this mm, game. Yeah. So I, I just want to hear through the grapevine or whatever that Gary Ablett called, I don't know, Daniel Richard cunt or something, because <laughs> he was that angry. He he was that angry at the cross uh, cross state cross town rivals. I don't know if Gary Ablett. Junior knows that word. Yeah, it doesn't look like he would. I reckon he would have heard it. He probably, maybe, maybe from the old man. But uh, so, Gold Coast. Yeah, Gold Coast. Oh, you have to. They've got to win. Um, Bulldogs hosting Richmond at Etihad Stadium. Um, Marcus Adams, I think, had another injury uh, on the weekend, so he's going to be specimen. out for a, a couple more. Um, uh, do you feel like the Tigers have? put it away for the year or are they going to show up for me this isn't the lock-in you might think it is because Richmond they've uh, been down so they're due to be up again Uh, and I think the Bulldogs really ran themselves into the ground with Sydney but uh, I think it'll be a lot closer than you think but I still think the dogs are just that I think it's a safe bet though I mean if there's going to be an upset maybe this is it yeah I, I think Richmond will be able to close and they'll have that opportunities but uh, Bulldogs are just too accurate, too hardworking. Uh, Dusty Martin, though, can turn the game if he's on. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Tough to watch? Yeah, both. <laughs> it's going to be tough to watch. It's going to be tough to win. Um, oh, we can get down to that one. Well, just hope, you know, hopefully there's a bit of a shower coming from the Coventry grandstand. <laughs> Some hot dog stand or something. Get the rest a bit wet and we'll have a chance. 
<laughs> um, it makes absolutely no sense that Richmond could win this, which the way this season's going means the, they're a shoe in. Um, so it's just the way things go. So we've got Melbourne hosting Frio up in Darwin, um, which I think Frio, does that suit them more? They don't have to travel all the way to Melbourne. They get to travel all I the way to Darwin. It's the same distance and it's warmer it, than Melbourne. I know. It might yeah, be half hour less in the air or some shit like that. Yeah, I, I'm going to say yes, just because it's one or two choices. And Right, so I think that we'll do better there because, yeah, weather will be better. be humid. Um, I've never been to Frio, but I'm guessing it's hotter than Melbourne. Yeah. Yep. I'm closer to Darwin, so closer weather-wise to Darwin. So, yeah. yeah. I think Melbourne usually play all right up there too. Yeah, I think Frio will do a lot better than they have been, but they kind of have to um, just they, by turning up. They enjoyed the bye, I think. Um, it was a, a good chance for them to just sit back and think about how they're going to figure <laughs> out to just lose this stop one. Stop and go, right, what the fuck are we doing? Do you reckon everyone's coming back? No. Nah. Or have they just, they've gone to Bali and gone, no, I'm, I'm right, Ross. I'm just going <laughs> to chill here for another few months. Starts in October, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll be back for Mad Monday. Don't worry about that. I'll be back for that one. Yeah, I think Melbourne are going to run over this one. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think Frio will put up a fight, but it ain't, ain't going to end close. Not it'll too be much a, of a fight. It'll be a third quarter blowout and then it'll, yeah. that'll just be cue in the rack. Carlton Adelaide to the MCG. I think Adelaide are going to look for a percentage on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't see where Carlton win. I don't see what players they have that will beat their man. It's amazing that Carlton have wins over Geelong. Yeah, you know, a win over Geelong this year. Um, yeah. And then lost to Collingwood last uh, weekend. So, I, I mean, th- they could, but I can't see it happening. I think Weedering pulled up proppy as well uh, when I was watching the Collingwood match. Oh, they're fucked then. Oh, <laughs> completely cactus. No chance. Uh, weird that they're playing this one at the MCG. I think that could only be as a kindness to Adelaide Crows, seeing as Carlton's home grounds at Etihad. Yeah, but, uh, I guess Essendon's oh, playing so Kilda at Eddie yeah. and they're both home grounds there so mm. two versus yep. one they lose out um, yeah Adelaide Ben yeah yeah, I think yep. Adelaide will get there too Adelaide. strong and Josh said Adelaide uh, West Coast hosting North Melbourne at Domain Stadium uh, coming off the bye North which like mm. we said at the top hasn't always been the advantage but no Nick Nat no Nick Nat which I think is going to be the that's big a big one. one this is gettable for North, they actually it's not, not just gettable, gettable; it's compulsory. Yeah, absolutely, mm. it is because well, they lost three out of four, or four out of five, four out of five. Yeah, mm. and they need uh, a top eight scalp. Well, leading into that, I kind of felt uh, if we could split uh, even on those four, that'd be a brilliant show. Uh, as it is, we've got none. Yeah. Um, you know, weren't even in the hunt for a few of them, but uh, this is exceedingly gettable. Uh, but it will take a lot out of them. Um. Yeah, once this is over, they've got a bit of an easier run, so they can afford to throw a bit of chips at it. It'll be interesting to see if Waite makes it back, and if he does, who comes out? Yeah, I think Waite's got to. He's been out for three weeks, plus three games plus a bye, or two games, two games plus, plus a bye. bye. Yeah. Um, so it sounds funny that they, they've really missed him. Um, I, th- I think part of that was they just wanted to make sure he was right, because they, even though it's possible to miss out on finals... They're kind of banking that they've they already had the ten wins on the board, and from here they should pick up a few. So finals are not certainties, but pretty close. Well, if West Coast lose, this is another home game they've lost because they lost to Adelaide as well. Yeah, that really puts their spot in the eight, not up for grabs, but it means that if anybody's going to drop out, it's going to be them. Yeah, they, they win. They can back. Almost take games out of that. Yeah, they'll be uh, at nine wins, where everyone else is at eleven, ten. Um, yeah. ta- Tarrant on Kennedy. Um, it's going to be one to watch for the night too. 
I think that will determine the outcome of this match because I like the way that the Kangaroos work the ball out of uh, their defensive 50 line. Yep. I think they've mm. got a good structure and they're very mature how they do it. So the thing that will beat that is getting quick entry into there and obviously Kennedy taking strong marks. Mm. So I think if Robbie can do a good job on there, I think they'll have the attitude to be able to get it out of there and really slow the game, game down. It's going to hurt not having McDonald back there. Um, he has started a bit rough, but he has been brilliant uh, in the few weeks leading up to the bye. So it, having McDonald uh, with a hammy out is going to be really quite tough for the uh, exiting out of the back line. It's going to mean that Atley and uh, you know maybe some other mids have to go back and try and run it out a bit more. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be one of the taller games too because uh, West Coast mm, Eagles true. have you know uh, Jack Darling and uh, uh, got in the ruck as well. Uh, Lysette. Yeah, Lysette. Lysette. Yeah. Um, I think that Mel- North Melbourne will win the Battle of the Talls. Um, and yeah, this could be an upset. I think North are going to get their their big uh, scalp that they needed, and uh, poor old West Coast is still going to be winless against top eight teams. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very close game. And for me, I'm not convincing, but I think Kangaroos get across the line because I think they'll just have the right strategy. Uh, the final game for the round sixteen is Essendon and St Kilda at Etihad Stadium. Uh, you would put this down as as a formality, except that. St Kilda just lost to Gold Coast up yeah. there. If Essendon are going to get another win for the year, this might be their last chance. Yeah. Is there, if there's ever a candidate for a Tuesday afternoon match... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's this one. Could not care less about this. Yeah, it's a bit like that. It's, I'm glad it's Sunday Arvo. Essendon. Yep, flipped a coin and came up with Essendon. Um, it'll be interesting for them to get their second win of the year, but I think Saints are still going to um, get over the line. They they wouldn't have liked that they lost last year, last week. I, I think, think uh, Billings comes back too. Jack Billings Jack comes Jones, back too. Yeah. Yes, um, I think that Essendon will be within three goals at half time and not within ten goals by full time. Yeah, so half uh, of the course. Yeah, but again, it could be yeah, exact opposite. <laughs> Who knows? All right, that's round sixteen. That'll do us. Yeah. Um, glad to get all the buys out of the way, and we're we're back into the the regular normal AFL kicking yeah. off and uh, we're over at technical difficulties yeah we finally got that working so let's yeah. hope so follow us on Twitter Facebook uh, you can download on SoundCloud that way you won't have ads as well so that's probably the best bet no worries uh, clickingballs.com keep up yeah. with us there see you next Tuesday peace